0: It's jazz and it's Tuesday, so that means we are back with another episode of an All That Jazz podcast. So um, I don't know about you guys, but I really hope you can see or hear the smile in my voice. Uh, I wasn't sure how this episode was going to go this week. Um, I, I, I honestly, I wasn't sure. There was a lot of factors that happened last week and. Um, I wasn't sure if we would have results this week. I wasn't sure if the results would be in like, be what I wanted them to be. Um, but that changed. So if you have been sleeping under a rock and you totally missed the announcement on Saturday, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the president and vice president elect of the United States. So starting January 20th, 2021, they will be sworn in and we will have them for the next four years. And I'm beyond, beyond, beyond excited. My soul is happy. My heart is happy. I am just happy. Um, so let me preface this by saying, Joe Biden is no saint. Kamala Harris is no saint. There are no saints. We are not looking them, I like, the Democratic Party are not looking we're not looking them looking at them like they're saviors um they are vehicles for us to use to move the needle forward to move the needle forward to where it needs to be um yeah so I I wanted to say that I didn't want you to think that I'm getting on here and I'm kissing their ass or anything like that no they are vehicles that we are using to move the needle forward to getting this country to where it needs to be, and I'm so excited. I mean, history was made. Kamala is not only the first woman uh, to be to be a vice president; she is the first Black and Indian woman. So African American and Indian. Actually, she's Jamaican American. So Jamaican American and an Indian woman to be vice president. Um, Her husband is the first Jewish spouse (laughs) to be in the White House. So first or second gentleman. So super excited about that. Um, Dr. Biden will be the first first lady who is working outside of the home. Um, She said she's going to continue to teach uh, and she's going to keep her, she's going to keep her professorship. So yeah, it's just, there's so many firsts happening with this election and I am be. I'm just so happy. I'm just, I'm just so happy. So let's back up a little bit. Um, I kind of dropped hints that I would be working at a polling location last Tuesday. Um, well, I dropped it like a few days before last Tuesday, but for election day here uh, in Harris County, I worked at a polling location and it started off as me being an election day clerk and turned into me being the um, alternate judge. You just... It was just, it was a fun day. It was a long day. It was a very, it was a very long day. It was a very long day. I woke up at 4 a.m. and did not get home until (sighs) after 8 p.m. Very long day, but totally worth it. And I kind of wanted to touch on that this episode. I kind of wanted to touch on um, the up and down, like the roller coaster of last week. And then finish it on um, a very good like joyous note like because this is joyous too but like also finish it on a very good joyous note so if you've been following my blog or following my social media account for a while you know that I'm very into um, civic engagement and social justice and women's rights and civil rights I mean just all that this is no this is nothing new if you've been following me for a while and um, I decided to take my civic duties just a bit further and I wanted to work with a fellow blogger um and decided to work her polling location she was actually our polling judge and she reached out and was like hey if anybody's interested in being a election day clerk let me know we can get this set up blah 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 I went through training three and a half hours of training y'all three and a half hours of training y'all to become an election day clerk. <laughs> so we are definitely trained. Don't let anybody lead you to believe that they just picked random people off the street. No, 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 no. We are definitely trained for this. Um, and I wanted to kind of like give some, just in case you guys are thinking about doing it in the future, or if you wanted to kind of get like a little bit of insight into the process, um, I wanted to share a little bit about that experience. So... Um, my first tip would be to prepare for a long day. Um, I'm already an early bird, but I definitely had to get up a little bit earlier <laughs> than I usually do on election day. Uh, I, like I said, I woke up at four. I'm typically up at like five forty-five, but I woke up at four because I had to be at my location for five thirty, so we could start getting the, um, getting everything ready. So this was setting up e-slates. This was getting everything hooked up. This was making sure we had proper, um, um, like um, COVID mark, not COVID markers, but like, um, six feet apart, like stickers and stuff like that. Like making sure that everybody knows to stay safely away from other people and stuff like that, getting all that set up, getting the JBC set up, which is the machine that actually prints your access code and getting the, um, e-poll book, which is the iPad that we use to search for people. So whether it was scanning their IDs or typing in their information and getting all that, getting all that set up. That does not come automatically done the poll workers do that y'all <laughs> um, and doing that I was able to see behind the curtain so um, I I've been voting since I was 18 I think I voted in my first state election at 18 I didn't get a I didn't get to vote for my first presidential election until I was 20 I think I'd recently turned 20 um, yeah yeah t- 2008 I'd recently turned. Twenty. So, um, and uh, up until now, it was literally go to the polling location, go up to them, give them my ID, tell them, uh, they verify the information. Like I verbally verify the information and they point me to the location of a Eastlake, which is the polling booth that you go to. And I vote and leave. And that was all I knew. That was, that was all I knew about it well, doing this allowed me to see behind the scenes, like allowed me to see my behind the curtain of sorts. So, um, one of the reasons it it always like, I was always confused as to why the poll workers would be like, oh, you can go to any booth on this row, or you can go to any on this side. And I'm like, well, why can't I just go to any booth period? Because there are so many here. All the e-slates or e-slates are connected to specific boxes. So they are connected to each other on a specific row like on individual rows the voting machines the e-slates are connected to each other and they're connected to the jbc which is then connected to <laughs> the e-poll book and all that so the reason why they say to go to a specific row is because you can only vote in that specific row once your ticket prints off that specific jbc machine and y'all i mean simple things like that like i I didn't, I didn't understand, and then having to explain that to people, I was now able to explain it to people. And of course, some people just don't think about it. I actually had a few questions about that. They're like, "Why can't I go over there?" I was like, "Well, we printed you right here, so you got go to go this line." <laughs> but you're able to see behind the curtains, um, and see why things are done a certain way. So uh, I was actually at a school for my my polling location was a school, and they've been a polling location before but uh due to covid we were now in the gym so the school was closed down for teacher in service day and prior to this year the polling location was in like a front hallway uh, but this year they allowed us to use the gym which was great because we were able to socially distance and we were able to put down plenty of socially distance markers and stuff like that had restrooms in there there with hand size hand sanitizing units everywhere that we were able to spread out so it was awesome um And I really, really loved it. We were also like right by two other polling locations. In fact, there were so many polling locations in Houston that day or in Harris County that day. Uh, We went from having just over 120 polling locations for early voting to having over 800 on election day. So there shouldn't have been any lines At any polling location, or, excuse me, you shouldn't have had to stand in a line. So, if you, if by chance you got to a polling location and there was a line, you could throw a stone and hit two more polling locations where there weren't lines, which was great. Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Another thing that working, that like working the polls this year, or this election cycle, allowed me to do was to get comfortable with technology like I'm fairly comfortable with it (laughs) but seeing it working like seeing seeing how they work together seeing how our different devices work together was actually pretty dope from having our e books which were iPads to how they connected to the JBCs which were the machines that printed out your access codes to how they connected to the e-slates um, to even the simple thing like having the high school volunteers there to keep track of the line, like we they we legit had a per, had a high school student at just about if not every polling site there, and their sole job was to keep track of our line at our polling location. So they were paid to answer text messages, to keep track of the line at the polling locations, and I thought that was really dope. So you got to work with high school kids, and they got to see how. Um, This whole election process works, which is really cool But then on the flip side, we got to take it old school as well So in addition to all that technology that I just mentioned we had a flip phone So our official phone for each polling location was a Verizon flip phone (laughs) provided by the county. I had to like go back in my mind and remember how to (laughs) use a flip phone because it had been I Don't know over a decade probably almost two decades since I've used at least no it hasn't been no it's been over a decade since I've used a flip phone yeah probably close to 15 years since I've used a flip phone probably farther than that so <laughs> it was um that was interesting that was that was definitely interesting <laughs> uh and then I met some pretty cool people so In addition, like I knew my polling judge, but I didn't know anybody else there. So I went in and I met some really awesome people who came from different walks of life. I think that was one of the really cool things about volunteering to work the polls is that you have people there from all walks of life working the polls. So you have people who were able to take off work like me. You have people who have been retired. You had, we had, I mean, we had a high school kid there who, they took off the day of school and they literally got paid to answer text messages, (laughs) which is pretty dope. Um, and it was nice. Like you got to talk to so many different people and we were there. I was there with my group for 14 hours, 15 hours, something like that. So you definitely got to know the people you worked with. And I thought that was really nice. Um, and then we learned to go with the flow. So one of the things we were encouraged to do in training was to bring snacks because uh, while we were, if you worked more than I think it was six hours, you got a 30-minute lunch. But that didn't guarantee that you could like leave and come back or whatever like that. Of course, you could take breaks based on like how high the traffic was at your location and all that stuff like that. Um, but we were encouraged to, like bring snacks, bring your lunch a lot of polling locations, uh, had like fridges and microwaves on site. So you can like heat up your food and all that. Ours was not, I want, I don't want to say slow enough, but it was even paced enough for us to, um, like Uber eat. So I ordered breakfast and lunch and got it delivered and I was able to eat at the site, which is really cool. But I bought snacks. I brought snacks with me as well. So I brought like, um, sandwiches and like, chips and like pretzels and stuff like that water I definitely brought water um because it was a long day I knew it was going to be a long day and you wanted to make sure that you went with flow and speaking of going with flow I literally came into that day being an election day clerk and ended up being an alternate judge and that was one of the things that happened on the fly so um that meant that I was one of the two people that could administer a provisionary ballot. I also had to um, take down all the equipment at the end of the day. We had to make sure that everything was properly closed out and signed out and sign off for everything. So my signature's on a lot of stuff. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was a good day. It was a great experience. And one of the things that I truly, truly appreciated about the experience was seeing so many first-time voters. So we had just under 200 people come through and voted our polling location. Like I said, that might not sound like a lot, but we were a stone's throw away from two other polling sites. Like literally, one was at the corner, another one was two blocks down. So it made sense for our location to get that many people. Um, And I feel like just, just over half, or at least half, I'll say at least half, of the other people who came in and voted at our polling location were first time voters. And one of the things we wanted to do was to celebrate them, like acknowledge these first time voters and celebrate them. And we like me and the other poll workers kind of unconsciously did this. So, um, we decided that this was not discussed at all, which baffled me, but I thought it was great that we decided to do this. Every time, uh, we would get a first time voter, we would ask and the person would either, if they confirmed it, we'd all start cheering for him because that's something that's, that should have been cheered for. Like they were doing their civic duty and I legit came home and cried at the amount of first-time voters that I saw come through and vote. And y'all, some of them were young and I don't want to call them kids because they're definitely adults. (laughs) Uh, Some of them were young, like in you would see like um, 1999 or like early 2000s on their IDs Uh, some of them were older like and they were like this is my first time voting and I I didn't want to cry then because I had a job to do but I came home and I cried tears of joy because these people were exercising their right to vote and we gotten the word out that much that people needed to come through and exercise their right to vote it was it was beautiful it was absolutely beautiful uh (laughs) yeah it was it was absolutely beautiful So, if you want to work a polling location, whether it be for a runoff, whether it be for a future local election, like a local type thing, or whether you want to work the next presidential election, I highly recommend reaching out to your your county clerk office, county clerk office, and getting that process started. It's actually a paid volunteer uh, um, opportunity. So, I mean, I would have done it if it was for free, but it was nice to get paid for it. Or it is like, it's nice to get paid for it as well. Um, yeah. And I recommend it. It's a long day. It's a very long day, but it's worth it in the end. Highly recommend doing it. Now let's get into the roller coaster of last week. So we knew that we wouldn't have, or we knew that we probably wouldn't have the results from the election on Tuesday night. I don't think anyone was banking on having those results come in on Tuesday night um, really wasn't banking on having them come in on Wednesday either. Like, I literally went into the office and worked Wednesday. Didn't expect the results to come in. I didn't watch the news. I um, checked Twitter. I would check NPR's interactive map. Um, in fact, I'm recording this on Sunday, and we're still waiting for Georgia's official numbers. Joe Biden has already been uh, announced. He's already been declared president-elect, and Georgia's official numbers ha- still haven't come in. I think Harris County's still waiting on a few. Um, or we might be all the way in now. I think we might be, but yeah, I know George, as of now, Georgia's still waiting on their final numbers. Um, yeah, I didn't want to watch the news cause there's only so much they could say. And I didn't want to, I didn't want that anxiety to constantly build up. So Wednesday rolled by Thursday rolled by and we saw States. I, I got nervous. I got, I got nervous. I wasn't prepared for another four years of what we have gone through as a nation and, um, mail-in ballots, there was an influx of mail-in ballots this year, which was great, which was absolutely great. Um, I am so happy that so many States other than Texas, because Texas did not allow this allow for so many, uh, citizens to, or so many voters to submit their ballots via like the mail-in form and i knew that was going to take a while so initial numbers that came out were obviously from people going to vote in person which meant that it was swinging in the incumbent's favor and as the mail-in ballots started coming in we started seeing more states turn blue so um wisconsin flipped michigan flipped that meant De- detroit came out and did the thing um, philadelphia came out and did the thing in pennsylvania Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, Fulton County, Cobb County, DeKalb County, they came out and they came out in droves to vote, which was absolutely great. I applaud Stacey Abrams and her Fair Fight initiative, along with every other person who was behind getting so many people in Georgia registered to vote. Over 800,000 people got registered to vote between 2018 to now, which is awesome. That is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So, um, I'm actually gonna touch on Georgia a little bit more and later in this episode, but um the numbers started coming in. Arizona turned blue, Nevada turned blue, and we were like, okay, for a second on NPR's map, for a few hours actually, Texas was like trending blue. That got me so excited. I'm waiting for the day to Texas. I'm waiting for the day for Texas turn Texas to turn blue. Like I just need I need it to happen. So many of our major cities are blue and so many people live in these major cities. I feel like we could swing it. So I don't know if it'll be this next presidential election. It might even be this next, um, it might be a midterm. So it might be when we vote for the next governor, we could turn blue. You don't know. Uh, but I feel like we're trending that way. So more numbers come in and my anxiety is like lessening because I'm starting to see that, okay, this is going my way. This is going our way. Where This this could happen. It could happen. And then for like a day and a half, it hovers at 264. And as far as like electoral college votes. And we know that the uh, in order to win, the, you need to have 270. So we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. We're waiting on Nevada. Nevada has six electoral college votes. And for like a day and a half, we were waiting for this state to either announce or not because like, we figured georgia was going to take a while pennsylvania was going to take a while come to find out pennsylvania announced before nevada did then nevada announced and we're on like i said it's sunday and we're still waiting on georgia but that's okay because joe was already announced <laughs> he was already declared president so already declared the winner so he's now president-elect um but yeah like people took the, to the streets celebrating yesterday morning I'm pretty sure we started drinking champagne bright and early, um, songs that Bye 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 by NSYNC hit the charts, hit the top 200, that song is 20 years old, hit the top 200, Miley uh, Cyrus' Party in the USA charted again, like so many songs start, re-entered the charts because people were playing them in celebration of the results, so, um, I'm absolutely excited, I cannot wait for January 20th and, I just need people to just hold out for a couple more months and we can get this, we will get the incoming out. We'll get the occupant out of office and get things started. But until then, um, I said this on Saturday and I said it to a few people and I want to express it on here. We celebrate this weekend, definitely. I don't want anybody to say that we shouldn't be celebrating because we should absolutely be celebrating this monumental and historical win. But the work is not done. Georgia's in a runoff. Georgia's two Senate seats are they're in a runoff, and that that election is January 5th of 2021. Um, I think early voting starts December 14th, 20, like then like next month. December 14th the next month. And um I feel like we need to do our part to make sure that we secure those two Senate seats. Because once we do, then the vice president is the tiebreaker and Kamala. Was, I mean, she was in the Senate, so she knows how things need to be. Um, I feel like she'd be able to swing the Senate for us. So this means that we are still phone banking. We are still text banking. We are still raising money. But this time we are diverting our efforts to Georgia. Georgia showed out for the rest of us. We need to show out for Georgia. So do not be shocked if you see me mentioning any kind of fundraising or text banking or phone banking efforts for Georgia in the upcoming month two months until the election takes place. Um, I cannot encourage you guys enough to get involved. I can't encourage you guys enough to get involved in that. We're, we're not done. The work is not done yet. And once January 20th hits, the work is still not done. It's time to hold that, uh, uh, that administration accountable for everything they promised us. So yeah, I'm excited, but the work's not done yet. Okay. And then I promised I was going to end this episode on a happy note, even though I feel like this is a really happy episode, period. So I was going to end this episode on a happy note. Um, It is holiday movie time, my favorite time of the year, or one of my favorite times of the year. Um, Definitely one of my like top three favorite times of the year. Hallmark is now running 24-7 holiday movies. Lifetime is practically running them 24-7. All the streaming services have dropped, just about all of them. Most of them have dropped holiday movies. I've watched so many on Netflix. Um, A few have dropped on Hulu. Disney Plus dropped a couple. I think they're dropping um, a few more. Um, Yeah, it's practically my favorite time of year. So I've switched from watching Leverage when I fall asleep to putting on the Hallmark channel and watching that as I fall asleep and I have seen the lineup for Lifetime and Hallmark or what they've released so far. (sighs) Inclusivity is the word that I'm reaching for. They have so many people of color playing leads this year. Again, once again, they have a um, gay couple that's going to be featured in Lifetime does. And one of their holiday movies coming up, if I'm not mistaken, that drops later this month. I think it drops in November not December. Um, Kelly Rowland got a, a a sequel. And I think this was the first sequel that Lifetime's ever done for a holiday movie. Um, and then of course our favorites are back. So Candace Cameron, Candace Cameron back. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just so many people who are, as far as Lifetime movies go, uh, and, and Hallmark holiday movies go. A lot of people that you are familiar, that are familiar faces are back. Keisha Knight Pulliam's back. Um, I've already seen hers, The Christmas Aunt came out, Kyla Pratt's back. Um, yeah, they're just so many good movies that are coming out. So if you need something to brighten your day or something to just like, (sighs) something just to put on the background, just to drown out everything else that's going on, turn on Hallmark, turn on Lifetime and watch the holiday movies. You won't be disappointed. And they actually have pretty good music this year. Like I'm, I know they don't always get the rights to like decent covers of Christmas staples, but I feel like they put some money behind having people re-record these tracks and I'm excited about it. Tamara even just filmed one. I think she like was sharing behind the scenes on her social platforms of her filming a movie. Um, Vanessa Lachey just filmed one. So a lot of familiar faces, like a lot of people we are typically looking at in these holiday movies are back to do more so please check them out you know they're my favorites um I'll probably link the blog posts that I wrote last year about these and how they're becoming more and more inclusive um on the description the description of this podcast episode but yeah um I'm excited happy Tuesday y'all I really hope that you have a great week Um, rest in honor to Alex Trebek. He passed away. He lost his battle to cancer this past weekend. He actually lost the day I recorded it today, the day I recorded it. Um, he has been a staple in my life. Gosh, practically all my life. Um, I've been watching Jeopardy forever and I, I don't know why I thought that he had bounced back like he was in remission, but he lost his battle. Um, I'm happy he was able to have his last moments at home with his family um and I send all my thoughts and prayers and condolences to his loved ones but yeah um I hope you guys are able to take some time for yourselves make it a good week and remember that like I said the work is not done yes we can celebrate but we have a lot of work to do so I catch y'all next time bye